Hello, and welcome to the Kennet Riverside Walk. We're going to be taking a short stroll alongside the River Kennet. This is a chance for you to take a moment to pause, reflect, and unwind while walking with me. Throughout this walk, I'll be telling you a little bit about the history of the area, but I think it's important to also stop sometimes and look around, to be present and to notice. During this walk, I'll be inviting you to press pause on your device as we leave one place and go on to the next. That way you won't feel any pressure to move at a certain speed and you'll have control over how the walk works for you. I'll make it really clear what to do and when to do it. At some points during the walk, I'll ask you to leave this audio playing or take a moment together to stop and be mindful. In those moments, you don't have to do anything else. Just notice, breathe, and give yourself some time to observe the world around. I'll be helping you out with that as well. A quick note before we start. To remind you to be careful as you're walking along the riverside. I want you to still be able to hear what's going on around you while I'm talking. So take a moment now to check the volume on your device isn't too high. Also. Be conscious that the riverside can be slippery. Right then, what I want to do today is show you a little bit of this part of Reading, walking by the riverside and talk to you about how important the river has been to the town for many hundreds of years. To start the walk, I'd like you to stand by the tall tree just before the entrance of Reading Abbey, standing so that the tree and the abbey ruins are on your left and the river is on your right. Let's take a moment to look up at the tree now. Slowly casting your eyes from the roots to the very top. Notice the bark, the stretch of the branches, the tiniest twigs. Looking away from the tree, begin to move now, along the path, and towards the gates of the abbey ruins. The abbey dates back to 1121, and seems always to have had a connection with monarchs called Henry. Henry I founded the abbey, although he died before its completion. He was buried in front of the high altar in 1136. Henry II and Henry III both visited the abbey, but it was mostly destroyed by Henry VIII in the dissolution of the monasteries. After that, for the best part of 200 years, this is where you came if you were looking for Reading Town Hall. The abbey's inner gateway still stands, adjoining Reading Crown Court and Forbury Gardens. It is one of only two abbey buildings that have survived intact. The ruins of Reading Abbey have been used many times for open-air performances. Next to the Abbey ruins, you will see a long wall, behind which is Reading Jail, where playwright and poet Oscar Wilde was imprisoned for two years in 1895. After he was released, he went to live in Paris, 
where just three years later he died. While he was here, he composed the poem, The Ballad of Reading Jail, whose most familiar line is probably, Yet each man kills the thing he loves. The path running parallel with the wall and the River Kennet here is in fact named after the poet, the Oscar Wilde Memorial Walk. Pause the audio now as you take a stroll along this path and press play again as you reach the decorative green gates at the end. We're going to head down the steps onto the riverside and take a mindful moment to look. There are buildings, old and new. Are there reflections on the water? Can you hear different sounds? Nature, traffic and life bustling past. Let's take a few moments to quietly notice. Okay, to your left you'll notice a bridge. Follow the riverside path under the bridge. Our next destination is Blake's Wharf, not to be confused with Blake's Lock, a little further up the river. Situated on the first mile of the River Kennet on its junction with the River Thames, Blake's Lock was originally a flash lock known as Brokenburg Lock, but we won't be walking quite that far today. Instead, we'll head under Forbury Roads Bridge. Once you've reached the other side of the bridge, you might want to take the steps down again, along the moorings of Blake's Wharf, passing the island on your right with its arching metal bridge. In a moment, I'll ask you to pause the audio so you can take your time as you walk along this part of the riverside until you pass the curving path of Blake's Wharf. See if you can spot any wildlife. You can press play again when you see the old derelict gasworks building on the opposite side of the river. So until then, press pause now. Now. You should be standing with the gasworks opposite you across the river. You might notice how this part of the riverside gives you a real glimpse of Reading, old and new. Where moored canal boats hark back to a time of pre-industrial river trade along the Thames and down the Kennet. Now, new buildings are springing up, reminding us that Reading, originally known as Reddingham, has seen construction and change since the 8th century. It was the biggest town in Berkshire by 1525, making a lot of its money from cloth. We're looking at the remains of one of the buildings of the former Gasworks Company, built in 1903. To our left is Gasworks Road Bridge, which had two mains under the road surface that were designed to carry the gas. There are only six streets in all of Great Britain called Gasworks Road. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to press pause again. Before you hit play, I'd like you to walk along Gasworks Road Bridge. You may want to take a moment to look at the Gasworks Company shield or at the river itself through the lattice work on the bridge. Please be aware of any cars on the bridge. Take your time 
and press play when you have reached the brown building at the end of Gasworks Road on the left hand side. Press pause now. Historically, Reading was built on three B's, beer, bulbs and biscuits. If you walk around to the front of this building, so you're standing on King's Road, you can look up and see a memory of that third B, biscuits. Near the roof, you'll be able to see the words Huntley and Palmer. This isn't the factory, but the social club building. In 1841, the Huntley and Palmer building was the largest biscuit factory in the world. So much so that Reading was nicknamed Biscuit Town. And it was all thanks to Joseph Huntley and George Palmer and their wonderful idea of putting biscuits into tins so they'd keep fresher for longer. Some of the tins with their beautifully decorative pictures are highly sought after collector's items all over the world. Take a moment to walk towards the bridge overlooking the river. Take your time. There's no need for you to press pause. I'll speak to you again in just under a minute. In 1404, the abbot of Reading Abbey, who was in charge of the river, negotiated with the town's guild to let boats pass through Blake's Wharf for a penny. Take a moment to look at the river flowing underneath, and when you're ready, hit pause on your device, walk down the steps on your right, and walk under the bridge. When you come out from under the bridge, hit play again. You can carry on walking forward as I talk to you. As we walk back towards the centre of Reading, I'd like to tell you about the second B of Reading's three Bs. Bulbs, or to be more exact, seeds. Sutton's seeds were founded in Reading in 1806. Originally, they were corn merchants, but by the turn of the 20th century, they had expanded into the flour and vegetable seed trade taking advantage of the opening of the Great Western Railway through Reading and receiving the approval of Queen Victoria. The next bridge you can see up ahead is Watlington Street. Further along that street is Watlington House, one of Reading's oldest buildings, with its western part dating from 1688. The frontage of the house on Watlington Street itself dates from 1763. One Captain Edward Purvis was the house's first recorded occupant, living there from 1794. His ghost is still said to be lurking in the house, dressed in his distinctive red coat and puffing on his pipe. In a moment, 
I'll ask you to press pause again and then to press play when you reach a metal bridge that will take you across to the other side of the river. It'll take you about five minutes to get there, so take the opportunities for mindfulness. To notice reflections, find wildlife, be present and observe. There's even a little riverbank that gets visited by ducks, to see if you can see any today. Take as long as you want, and just a reminder that you can hit play again when you reach the metal bridge. So, press pause now. Hopefully, you're now at the metal bridge. Walking over it to the other side, take a moment to look back at the river and consider how the Kennet has served this town throughout history. Indeed, to your left, you'll get a good look at a real piece of Reading's history. High Bridge, which we'll head towards to finish this walk. High Bridge used to be called Duke Street Bridge. For many years it formed the downstream limit towards the old Simmons Brewery, on the site where the Oracle now stands. The brewery was founded in 1785, and since 1813, Simmons had supplied beer to the Royal Military Academy Sandhurst. The brewery provides us with our third B, beer. High Bridge itself is Grade 2 listed and dates from 1788. It originally cost £3,500 to build and is the oldest surviving bridge across the Kennet. Take a moment to watch Reading come and go over the bridge. People, cars and buses. I like to imagine the different sorts of people and transport who may have crossed this bridge over the many years. There's something very mindful about looking out for fragments of history in our everyday lives. Just as there's something mindful about water itself. It's said you can never step in the same river twice, that, like life, a river is always changing and always moving on. I think it's nice to take a moment sometimes see that the world is always changing and reflect on the past. But most importantly, breathe and know that all there really is, is now. The present moment. And that brings us to the end of our short walk along the River Kennet. Thank you for coming along with me. I hope you enjoyed this small mix of history and mindfulness. And we hope you'll take a stroll with us again soon. Thank you. <laughs>